It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, friends? Welcome to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. Listen, this football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys are having yourselves a good week. We are going to roll along this week, kind of take one uh, another look back, look at the snap counts. Didn't get, get a, uh, didn't get a chance to do that, excuse me, uh, before with the, as far as the snap counts go for Sunday's win against the Cardinals. So we'll take a look at the snap counts here, uh, take a look at, you know, kind of what they're what the Panthers kind of did, especially at uh, you know positions like corner, where you know we had always questioned what was going to happen once Eli Apple returned. So we'll get an in-depth look at the the snap counts here, and kind of go through. So you know, one last look at the win over the Cardinals before we start moving on and start getting ready for the Atlanta Falcons, which of course uh, always excited. Crossover Thursday coming up this week, myself. And Aaron Freeman, always a good time talking with him as we kick off the first of two games within three weeks, of course, as we know, uh, between these two teams. Because as we know, uh, these teams will meet in week eight on Thursday night. Uh, But it was a good talk with myself and Aaron. So definitely looking forward to you guys hearing that on Thursday. But uh, let's jump into the... Uh, the snap counts here, but uh, before we get into that, I want to give a shout-out as well to our friends over at NFL Game Pass. Listen, this season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you can see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, the crazy catches, the wild comebacks, and the breakout stars from every game every week. So you know, if you want to go back and watch the breakout from Yitor Grossmanos, you can go ahead and do that. It's all the action and all the football you can handle, and it's all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place that you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best, from guys like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. So go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. And that is true. Football never stops 365 days a year. We are here for most of those days. But on this particular day, like I said, we're going to look at the snap counts from Sunday's win over the Cardinals. So we'll start with the offense. And interestingly enough, only four players, and you know we obviously kind of knew why, but four players 
uh, on the offensive line, or I should say three players on the offensive line, plus quarterback Teddy Bridgewater played all 77 offensive snaps for the Panthers on Sunday. Matt Paradis played 75. That's, of course, you know, we know he was banged up a bit, uh, so came out for a couple of plays. So Tyler Larson actually went in for two snaps because uh, Paradis had the dislocated finger but was able to go back in. So seven, uh, Paradis played 75 of the 77 snaps, but he's still good to go. So again, 70, of the 77 offensive snaps, Taylor Moten, Chris Reed, John Miller, and Teddy Bridgewater played all 77, and then Matt Paradis played 75, while Tyler Larson played the other two that Paradis had to miss because of the injury. And then, of course, we kept talking about the rotation between Greg Little and Trent Scott, and Greg Little played quite a bit more than Trent Scott did, but like like we said the other like we said earlier this week, Greg Little had a much better game against the, the Cardinals than he did against the Chargers. So, you know, with the way he was playing, get him more reps, it was understandable that he played uh, wound up being thirty three more snaps than Trent Scott. Greg Little played fifty five of the seventy seven snaps while Trent Scott played just twenty two of the 77 offensive snaps. So Greg Little by you know more than a a 2 to 1 more than a 2 to 1 ratio, really almost a a, a 3 to 1 ratio. Greg Little outsnapping Trent Scott. So Greg Little might have you know, and we don't want to make too many assumptions after just the two games, but you know, perhaps this means maybe the coaching staff is finally comfortable to entrench Little as the direct backup now at the left tackle position in case Russell Okung can go. And, you know, this obviously helps, you know, going forward with uh, the likelihood that Russell Okung will no longer be with the team after this season, being at, you know, he's still, he's only under contract for just the one season after the Panthers acquired him. So um, future is a little bit brighter now at the left tackle position. You know, the, the Cardinals game gave, uh, allowed the team to breathe a little easier uh, in terms of the future of the left tackle position, which we know, of course, has kind of been a carousel over the last few years. And I know Joe Person over The Athletic had a, a nice article the one day specifically about that topic, actually, as well, going through how the Panthers have basically had a different starting left tackle pretty much every year since Jordan Gross retired after the 2013 season. I mean, you've had guys like uh, Ryan or uh, Matt Khalil, uh, Michael Ower, and obviously guys last year like uh, Marshall Newhouse, even Taylor Moten had to start a couple of games. A lot of different names came through this position. So maybe Greg Little is finally working his way up that the Panthers can solidify that left tackle position for at least a couple of years and not have to continue with this rotation. Uh, Ian Thomas played 48 snaps. Robbie Anderson led the way in terms of the... Uh, or no, I'm sorry. Uh, skipping a little ahead after my, uh, Greg Lill because there was a couple guys ahead of him. So I'm skipping ahead. Apologies. But Chris Manhertz uh, was actually next on the list at 59 snaps. And then it was DJ Moore. I was ready to say Robbie Anderson led the way in snaps, but that was incorrect, so I apologize. DJ Moore led the way in snaps among the receivers with 55 uh, Mike Davis also played 55 of the 77 snaps, which again, 
you know, we saw the rotation between Mike Davis and Reggie Bonifant as Bonifant played 21 snaps. And, you know, so again, Mike Davis with the 55, Greg Little 55, Ian Thomas played uh, 45. So Chris Manhurts out snapping Ian Thomas by 14. And then Robbie Anderson, 44 snaps. And then Curtis Samuel with 36. So the top three receivers there. DJ Moore, 55 offensive snaps Sunday. Robbie Anderson played 44. Curtis Samuel played 36. And then you go down to 22 for Trent Scott, 21 for Reggie Bonifin, 20 for Farrell Cooper. So um, really kind of the most utilization he's had on offense this season. Colin Thompson actually played 18 snaps as well. So really getting him involved a little bit more as well. Alex Arma saw 17 offensive snaps. Seth Roberts played eight. Brandon Zilstra, seven. And then we said about Tyler Larson playing the two. So a couple of notes that the Panthers made about the snap counts. 17 different players played at least 20% of the offensive snaps. That's a new high for 2020. And that's starting to become the M.O., of this Carolina Panthers team. We we knew that was the case on defense, but nice to see it on offense as well, too. Getting a lot of players involved. I mean, we talked when we looked at the numbers. Eight different players caught at least one pass in this game. And we touched on that a little bit, too. Uh, or we will touch on that a little bit, too, in, in the crossover. The fact that Carolina has spread the ball out quite nicely with this offense, similar to what we saw when Joe Brady was with LSU last year, right? I mean, you know, yeah, you had the two studs in Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, but they weren't the only two guys getting involved. They got both of their tight ends involved as well. So that's trickling over from LSU, getting all the tight ends involved too. It's not just Ian Thomas, but, you know, Chris Manhurts has been involved a lot more. And like we, like we said, Colin Thompson playing almost a quarter of the snaps. You know, you really didn't expect that from from someone like him. But it's like LSU did last year, you know, with uh, Stephen Sullivan and Thaddeus Moss getting multiple tight ends involved in the offense and getting multiple players in general involved in the offense. And then they said a week after Trent Scott played 61% of the snaps at left tackle and Greg Little played 39%, the roles were reversed. Little was in... For 71% this week, while Scott played 29%. And again, you want to think that that could be the trend going forward because Greg Little is the guy, of course, that the Panthers invested a second-round pick in in 2019. Trent Scott was simply a waiver claim after final cuts this season. Not that he's a bad player, but obviously we know NFL teams tend to you know, tread more toward players that they invest more in, you know, financially or draft picks, whatever the case may be. And in this case, that's Greg Little. You know, and remember, this was the team, too, that traded up for Greg Little. You know, because obviously it's a different coaching staff, but Marty Herney was still the guy that made the trade last year, and he's still around. So, you know, there are still people left in the building that were involved in the Panthers trading up a few spots to draft Greg Little uh, ahead of the Buffalo Bills, who ended up drafting 
Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. So I would imagine if Russell Okun can go, that that's probably going to be um, the game plan going forward is to get Russell Okun again, especially considering he had a good game against the Cardinals. So you want to try to continue to ride that momentum. Now, you know, ideally for the Panthers, obviously Okun is going to be back uh, very shortly, but at least Greg Little gives them a little bit of confidence in case Russell Okun does go down again. Chris Manhurts played a career-high 77% of the snaps and made one catch for 17 yards. Like we talked about you know, with the tight ends, it's nice to see Chris Manhurts really start to become more than just a blocking tight end, you know, and obviously to be fair, he's, you know, now in the top two as a number three tight end behind Greg Olson and Ian Thomas, you're really not going to get that many opportunities. Now that Greg Olson is out and man hurts is, you know, whether you want to call him tight end one tight end two, whatever the case may be, you know, we always thought Ian Thomas was kind of ahead of the game, but remember a couple of weeks ago, before the season, when they had that unofficial depth chart, Manhurts was actually tight end one. Well, we're starting to see maybe there are times that Manhurts is kind of utilized as the tight end one. But again, the fact that the Panthers are using multiple tight ends and getting all these guys involved, you know, tight end one, tight end two, those are really just titles at this point for these guys. Both of these guys are going to be involved now in a a week-to-week basis. But again, it it is nice to see Manhurts really start to be more utilized than just an inline blocking tight end. They're letting him get out and run passing routes more. They're letting him catch passes or at least, you know, be involved, you know, at least be targeted or just be involved um, in the passing game or running routes, whatever the case may be. So that's nice to see. And then, you know, on, on the flip, you know, or on that same topic, Ian Thomas played 58% and Colin Thompson played 23% as Carolina had a number of formations with multiple tight ends and look obviously you guys know this as well as I do this is the copycat league what's been one of the top personnel groupings that has been working for a lot of teams that other teams are starting to copy like the Panthers and a bunch of other teams 12 personnel now you know obviously especially with the the receivers the Panthers can you know mix it up a little bit but you know because you could throw your two receivers out there, you know, whichever two you want to throw. But the Panthers definitely now have the ability to run a lot of 12 personnel with with Thomas and Manhurts or or even Colin Thompson getting in there a little bit as, as the second guy and Mike Davis in the backfield. So Carolina's just falling in line uh, in terms of teams that are copying some of these other teams like the Eagles and some of these other teams that run a lot of 12 personnel. So jump on the bandwagon now because that train is going. Reggie Bonifant had 12 touches on 21 snaps, accounting for 71 scrimmage yards and a touchdown. Uh, Really one of his best games of his career. You know, he had the 59-yard touchdown run last season against the Jaguars. But, you know, good to see him get involved more last week. And then Matt Paradis, again, like we touched on, had to miss two snaps with a dislocated finger, but was able to return at center. We'll look at the defensive snaps in just a minute. And, you know, again, kind of 
take a look at that rotation. But before we get into that, a couple of shout-outs to our great sponsors here at the network. First, our friends at rockauto.com, the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you can get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. So quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can choose the brands, the specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and always the same whether you're a professional or you're a do-it-yourselfer. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember to write the words locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they know that we sent you. So you can support them, you can support us, and everybody wins. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And our friends at Built Go, the, the newest product from our friends at Built Bar. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. It's the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It is lasting and natural. Built Go, Built Go can help you break through your wall, whether it's a mental or a physical wall. Break through it with Go every day. These come in easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, meaning you could put it in your briefcase or your golf bag to get through the back nine or just to get you through the day. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's like having a five hour energy, but without that same crash feeling. So it's natural and it's natural, which means it's better for the body. So it's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And it also comes in three delicious flavors like peanut butter, honey, coconut, or ch- chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And how does Built Go work so well? Well, it combines energy gel with collagen protein, which is fast absorbing so that it gets into any system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Built Go is also loaded with good stuff to ignite my work like beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. And Bilko then kicks in to keep me going strong with B6 and vitamin B12, 10,000% of your daily percentage. Collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. And this stuff literally makes you look better. So visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you will get 30% off your next order. So again, use the promo code LOCKED. For 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
So as we look at the defensive snaps here, and despite the return of Eli Apple, he wound up only playing on special team snap, playing on six special team snaps before re-aggravating uh, his hamstring injury. And, you know, so he's going to be out again for a bit. Um, but looking at the cornerbacks, Rasul Douglas played all 57 snaps. In fact, there were only two players that played all 57 defensive snaps. That was Rasul Douglas and Trey Boston. So really, if there were players that were kind of rotating at the cornerback position, looking at those numbers, Dante Jackson played 41 of the 57 snaps. Corn Elder actually played 25 snaps, so he was actually third among the cornerbacks. Troy Pride played 16 defensive snaps. Um, so an, an interesting mix-up there with the uh, with the cornerbacks, you know, especially after Eli Apple went down. But still, I mean, nice to see Corn Elder getting uh, getting some work, and Troy Pride continues to improve. So it's nice to see these guys getting some reps. Uh, but just running through the numbers. So again, Douglas and Boston both played all 57 snaps. Justin Burris played 56 snaps on defense, and Shaq Thompson played 55 snaps. And those are obviously the guys you expect to play just about every snap. Brian Burns and Jeremy Chin each played 51 snaps as both continue to be young leaders on this defense. K1 Short, 43 snaps uh, in his first game back. Dante Jackson, as I mentioned, 41 snaps. Steven Weatherly, 38 snaps. Derek Brown saw 33 snaps. And Tyre Whitehead, 30 snaps. And so those are all your guys that played at least 50% of the snaps. Corn Elder, as I said, 25 snaps. Yitor Grossmatos, only 21 snaps, but certainly played well in, in that limited action. Troy Pride, 16 snaps. F.A. Obada, 16 snaps. Zach Kerr, 15 snaps. Marquise Haynes, 11 snaps. So you're still seeing, you know, that rotation on the defensive line. Obada still getting in there. Kerr getting in there. Haynes getting in there. So it's not just the starting four. They're able to, you know, rotate guys and almost kind of have a full two deep uh, on the defensive line. So we're able to keep fresh bodies in there. And then Jermaine Carter saw six snaps. Darius Taylor, four snaps. And even Sam Franklin got in for one offensive snap. So the notes the Panthers have from the defense, we said about Eli Apple. Yitor Gross Models played 37% of snaps and had his first career strip sack. And that was after, of course, he missed some practice this week with an illness. So that you know makes his performance even better. He didn't have a full week of practice, but he still ended up with that strip sack. Brian Burns played a career-high 89% of the snaps. He's now seen action in 78.3% of snaps this season after averaging just 43% last year. So it's nice to see this coaching staff really utilize the potential of Brian Burns, something we obviously did not see last season as they severely limited him, I thought. Even with you know some of the nagging injuries Brian Burns had, he still, I felt, could have been utilized more than he actually was. So it's nice to see him breaking through and start to become a star in this league. And then K1 Short played 75% of the snaps after missing the last two games due to injury. 
and then your guys that uh, were just core special teamers, Miles Hartsfield, 18 snaps, Julian Stanford, 15 special team snaps, Joey Sly, 12, J.J. Jansen, 7, Joseph Charlton, 7, Michael Schofield, who has basically now just been relegated to special teams duty, uh, played six special team snaps, and then Eli Apple, as we said, six snaps before he went out with a hamstring injury. And so those are the snap count numbers for the Panthers and how they were, uh, how they kind of rotate and how they were kind of utilized in Sunday's win over the Cardinals. So now it's time to get ready for the Atlanta Falcons, who, like we said, are 0-4 and still kind of banged up. And we, you know, we'll talk about that too in the crossover. What's the status of Julio Jones? Can Calvin Ridley continue his impressive streak that he's built so far against the Panthers? I mean, he scored a touchdown in every game he's played so far against the Panthers. So we'll see if that streak continues. You know, they are on the road. So, you know, it should be interesting. should be a, a fun game. It's always good when these two division division rivals get at it. So should be a should be an interesting game, um, but this is a very banged-up Falcons team. And so, you know, the Panthers have every opportunity to take advantage of, of this Falcons team and come away from Atlanta with a 3-2 and two record. So we'll see if they can get it done. But I wanted to run through uh, the Panthers' snap counts, you know, to, again, just to keep getting an idea what how the Panthers have been utilizing these guys so far and, you know, maybe what we can expect going forward. So I think that's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, Thanks so much for making me a part of your day. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And, of course, podcast here, and I'll be doing some work over at SI Panthers soon as well. So uh, looking forward to that. So I'm going to get out of here. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody. Have a good one. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.